I'd like to thank everybody for coming and our streaming partners to stream uh, to our state delegations. My name is Ali Alexander. I am the director of Stop the Steal. We are the protest movement that you see in all 50 states on Saturday at noon at the state capitals. We've also been in seven contested states, which has now become six after we won North Carolina. And we're responsible for bringing hundreds of thousands of patriots, Trump supporters, to Washington, D.C. Uh, now twice. And we will continue to do that to show that we are the majority, in fact. I am joined by Ed Martin. He is the president of Phil Shafley's Eagles Forum. I am also joined by Alexander Brusiewicz, who is uh, the CEO of X Strategies and one of the founding members of the 2020 Stop the Steal Coalition. I'm also joined by three Trump electors today, brave people who are risking their safety, really, to be here. We're joined by Marion uh, Sheridan out of Michigan. We're joined by Michonne Maddock, also out of Michigan. And we're joined by state representative out of the Legislative District 20 uh, out of Arizona, Anthony Kern. Uh, they'll each be addressing you today. But before we do, I want to go ahead and say our press conference was preempted this morning by a speech from the uh, GOP majority leader, Mitch McConnell. I want to read a little bit about what he said since his comments are going viral. Let's let ours. Six weeks ago, Americans voted in this year's general election. The legal and constitutional process has continued to play out since then. Yesterday, electors met in all 50 states so that this morning our country has officially a president-elect and a vice president-elect. Many of us had hoped that the presidential election would yield a different result, but our system of government has processes to determine who will be sworn in January 20th. The Electoral College has spoken. So today, he went on, he wanted to congratulate, and he called him uh, president-elect Joe Biden. My comments are simple. Majority leader, the constitutional process has not been exhausted. We have January 6th. In fact, you play a role in that. And we know that there's going to be a debate of the two chambers. And so I would like for the GOP senators to join Congressman Mo Brooks. We're here to break news that we're doing our own whip count. We have seven members of the House in the Republican caucus that are willing to stand with Mo Brooks so far. They are currently circulating a letter. We are targeting over 100 of them that signed on to the amicus brief in the Texas case. We think that this president is going to have 100 members in the House supporting, objecting to the House certification on January 6th. So what we're looking for and why we're doing this press conference today is we are calling on the majority, the GOP Senate majority, which we hope that they keep through these two Georgia Senate races. We are calling on at least one senator to join them. So a lot of people are asking, what is phase two? What is phase three of Stop the Steal in your coalition? You have millions of supporters. This is it. We are going to target the GOP senators, and we will primary the ones that don't stand with us, and we will celebrate the ones that do stand with the voters. Again, we want to exhaust all constitutional options because this is about voting rights. This is about civil rights. If we are to believe that we are self-governing people, it's also about natural rights. Uh, A couple other senators that we definitely got to point out some awful things that they said. Yesterday, Senator John Thune said, it's an opportunity for people to vent and protest, but in the end, we have a clear way of determining our president. Again, is Senator Thune not familiar with the process? The House and the Senate must certify the Electoral College. If not, Joe Biden doesn't have to participate in that process. We kept hearing that Joe Biden was president before the, the gathering on Monday. Then why did he participate? in the contest on Monday. 
We are being gaslit. This is a psychological operation on the American people, and patriots are standing up to say, enough of this. John Cornyn, my senator, pointed out that Barbara Boxer objected, uh, carried the objection in 2004 of the Ohio delegation. Again, this isn't actually new. This isn't... This is a new 1876. Uh, they sent, there were three slates that sent dueling electors. 1960, there was one state, the state of Hawaii, that sent dueling electors. In 2000, there's still that viral video where Al Gore is embarrassed because not one senator will carry the objections of the Congressional Black Caucus, which objected to the certification of the Electoral College. And in 2004, Senator Barbara Boxer said that they shouldn't seat the Ohio delegates. This is not new. We want all constitutional remedies, all constitutional options to be exhausted. And why? So that people can have faith in the electoral process, so that people do not drop out of the electoral process. We have a runoff election in Georgia that is going to determine which way this country goes, whether we have a balance of power in Washington or whether or not AOC is the whip for both of those chambers. We want people to stay engaged in this process, which means that the Republicans must fight the media. We must fight the Democrats. We must exhaust all options, not just in the courts, but we must call on state legislators to meet. Hopefully governors will join us. Hopefully secretaries of state will join us. But the United States Constitution reserves this right to the state legislators. With that being said, I want to let uh, Ed Martin come up for a couple of comments about the Constitution. Thank you. Thank you, Ali. And thank you to uh, the uh, millions and millions uh, of people around the nation who cared enough to work for candidates and participate in this great democratic republic. You know, it was the late uh, Senator Everett Dixon who had a famous quote that's in all the, the books you'll, you'll see about him, and he said about the establishment, we, we followed you before, he was alluding to the establishment, and all you've given us is losers. So we're not following you again. And our message here today is millions and millions of Americans not only voted, but they knocked on doors. Remember when the media, the fake news, didn't cover the fact that Joe Biden's campaign knocked on zero doors. Donald Trump's was knocking on a million a week. We, we have been fed by the propaganda fake news a message, as was alluded to, that on the day of the election, we should now say it's over. And then a few days later, we should now say it's over. And then when a court decision happened, we should now say it's over. And then when this happened, we should now say it's over. And when the Electoral College, when the voters were blocked from participating, and we'll hear from some of them, we're supposed to say it's over. The question that we're asking Stop the Steel is asking, the Eagles are asking, men and women of goodwill are asking, and internationally, the world is watching. I have Japan, China, all over the world, they're watching the, the people, not the regime. The regime is celebrating in China. The question is, is the American Republic over? Because for three and a half years, we had the fake news, and then the fake polls, and then the fake candidate. Last night, Joe Biden gave a speech where he talked about unprecedented threats upon democracy. Mr. Vice President, the unprecedented threat to democracy has been the conduct in the American media, in the American political class, and in the swamp. 
And one man has stood as a candidate and as a leader against this, and his name is Donald J. Trump. And all he's asked is that we utilize the tools that this great American republic developed and the world marvels at in order to get to the bottom of it. In the last 24 hours, we have news, unrefuted news, two pieces of unrefuted evidence. When evidence is unrefuted, we call it proof. That's what we call it. That there was a hack of a Texas-based company that gave access to almost all of American government and appears to have had access to the election systems, but somehow the Chinese regime, as they hacked through, they stopped short of the elections. They didn't want to inconvenience, uh, convenient, uh, convenience us on that. Let me say to the people that think that this was a free and fair election without fraud, I, let me concede it to you. Okay, I'll concede it, and then say, why did the Chinese who had access to all of our election system let us have a free and fair election? They kill our kids with fentanyl, they steal our tech from our, our, our companies, they, they gut our, our, our hometowns. Why would they let that happen in this case? Of course it's not true. And the second piece of information is in Michigan. In Michigan, we had machines that were tested and studied by tech geniuses and cyber experts, and they said it had an over 60% failure rate. 60% failure rate. If, if America had talent, is that what it's called? America had talent, ran their polling, their, their voting, and they discovered that it's 60% uh, error rate on their technology, you know what would happen? There'd be lawsuits, there'd be people in the streets likely, and we're supposed to, we're told that the machines that were used in a county in Michigan, and the machines are used all over the country, we're supposed to say nothing to see here. But the facts are these. Unrefuted evidence of a fraud on the American people won't stand. We've never let this stand, whether it's the fake news against us, whether it's the, the, the deep state, well, it doesn't matter. And we're going to hear from some patriots who are standing up, and they represent millions and millions of patriots who are standing up. And what's at stake is not just Donald Trump's presidency. It's the very nature of our republic. That's what's not over for us, even as Joe Biden and his team try to tell us, What's over? What's not over? We're not. We're not giving up on America, and we're so proud to be here. Now, let me um, introduce Alex Bruzowitz, who is the CEO of uh, X Consultants, and he's a guy that, when we started this, he used his talent and his ability to communicate, especially through uh, social media, to galvanize forces. Again, the coalition is all kinds of characters and people coming together because they love America. And he's been down in Georgia and all across the country in these uh, weeks uh, talking about these issues. And he will introduce uh, two of our uh, electors who were there yesterday and were blocked from participating in the American Constitutional Republic. Alex? Hey guys, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I got a text from my good friend Ali on November 4th, uh, just a couple hours after the steal started. And he said, we gotta stop this. And I said, Ali, what can I do? And you know, within just a few hours, we had mobilized thousands of bodies. A lot of people stepped up and there was no egos. Everybody was like, what can we do? What can we do? And it was a team effort. And when we first started the Stop the Steal movement, it was simply a call for transparency. We said there's some irregularities going on, be transparent. And we received no transparency. And so I think the American people deserve to have faith in the election process in our country. And so we said, where is the transparency? Joe Biden, Democrats, you should call for transparency. If you fairly won and you have nothing to hide, call for it. Then days and weeks went on and there was no transparency. And so 
many more people were like, what the hell is going on? I'm going to start asking questions, asking questions. That's what they did. And on November the 14th, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people came to the first uh, mega march, Stop the Steel March here in D.C. And since then, it's just skyrocketed and, and shown that many people still have questions that are not being answered. And the American people deserve to have faith in the system. And the Republicans also deserve to have people that fight for them. And it's disappointing to see Leader McConnell concede the way he did this morning. And it's just not right. I saw people conceding, like Senator James Lanker. He conceded on November 5th. I'm watching CNN. And there's a chyron that reads, GOP senator says he's going to step in if President-elect Biden doesn't receive intel briefings from Trump. Well, first, James, that's a very costly Chiron, and you're going to be primaried in 2022, and that's a promise. But it also hurts two great Senate candidates down in Georgia. Right. These people are working hard, and they are fighting for our president. Kelly Loeffler released a statement shortly after Mitch McConnell made his remarks. Kelly Loeffler said, I will always fight for President Trump because he always fights for us. And that needs to be the mindset here in Washington, especially if they want to save these two Senate seats and save the Senate. It's so important. And you have these people up here in Washington that just don't seem to get it or they want to lose. It's a disgrace what Mitch McConnell said. We need fighters. We need fighters in Washington. Last week we saw 23 attorney generals come together and they say, hey, what's happening in this country is a disgrace. We're going to stand up and do something about it. And unfortunately, the Supreme Court didn't want to get in this fight, and, and, but there's a lot of other remedies. As Ali pointed out, that the entire constitutional process has not been exhausted yet, and we will be fighting until every remedy is exhausted. And I still believe that we're going to be successful. We have really brave electors here, seven contested states now. We are not giving up. We will continue to fight. And I urge every Republican in this state, in this, sorry, in the city, what will soon be a state if we lose the Senate, by the way, mm. but in this city, fight for your constituents or it's going to be a very expensive 2022. Uh, I've already talked to many billionaires, which a lot of these senators know that I know, and they are going to spend some big money to fight for our president. It's an absolute travesty that they're not. He fought for four years. He's the only reason our party even has a future is because of President Trump. So don't give up on him. He hasn't given up on us. And please, I just hope they change their tune because we got to keep these Senate races. Uh, but I also want to talk about the fact that it's not just the voting that was rigged. This was a rigged election from the start when we found out that Attorney General Barr knew about Hunter Biden's corruption before the election took place. And he said nothing about it. That's, that's horrible. That's horrible. And now he wants to wait until uh, December 23rd to get out of there, I think you should get the hell out right now. We need somebody in there that's going to investigate the horrible things that are going on in this country, investigate the voter fraud. Well, we found that out. And then we had the fake news media that said, oh, the vaccine, it's impossible to get the vaccine out before the end of the year. It's impossible, not going to happen. Trump is gaslighting you. And sure enough, we get the vaccine. That had an impact on the election. And now Joe Biden wants to take credit for the vaccine. He's going to be like, oh, I'm going to be the one that distrib distributes it. This President Trump's vaccine. He got it done. He said it was going to be done before the beginning of the year. And the fake news said he was an idiot, said it wasn't going to happen. And so it was a rigged game from the start. Big tech, the Department of Justice even, which is a shame, and the media. And now Dominion and people in Michigan, the attorney general in Michigan, threatening to arrest these brave people. This is a coup. 
I want to stop it. We're going to fight it. And I urge every Republican to take action and fight. A great guy, Lance Gooden, stepped up big yesterday, or sorry, last week, and he had 27 Republicans to sign a letter to President Trump requesting he appoints a special counsel because of the inaction of the Department of Justice. Then we saw Congressman Mike Johnson get 126 members to sign the amicus brief. We are united. If you want to win, you're going to fight for the president because you don't want to fight the base. You don't want to fight us in 2022 because we're going to come with a lot of money and a lot of energy and a lot of passion. And so if you're in Georgia and you're watching this, just know that Kelly Loeffler is still fighting for you. Mitch McConnell does not speak for her. We got to hold these Senate races, Senate seats in Georgia. But come 2022, if they don't change their tune, if they don't fight for our president, we're going to come after them with everything we got, and we will make sure that the GOP is now the party of Trump. God bless you, and I'm going to introduce these two great people from Michigan who are doing great things for this country. So, here you guys go. Play this video, actually. Well, what we first want to do uh, is we want to play this video. It's gone viral. And I know that these outlets have responsibly shown it, but we don't know that Fox News or CNN has. And so uh, Miriam and uh, Michonne, before they come up, we're going to play what actually happened to them yesterday, right outside their capital. against our president during this fall. So with that, we're going to invite our uh, Trump Michigan electors. Hey, thank you. Thank you thank so you much. for having us. Yeah, thank you, Ali, Ed, uh, the Eagles, and, um, and just Stop this the Stop the Steal. Uh, we've been to all the Stop the Steal rallies in Michigan, and thank God that we have people like this willing to stand up and be the voice for people that we feel aren't being heard. My name is Michonne Maddock. This is Marion Sheridan. Sheridan. Mm -hmm. And we are national electors from Michigan. And yesterday, what we did was exercise our constitutional duty, and that allows our state uh, legislature to exercise their constitutional duty and further investigate the fraud that um, voters in Michigan feel has, has happened. We do not have confidence in elections in Michigan. Right, we haven't. So uh, we organized and 16 of us electors got together and cast our vote uh, for President Trump. Uh, we tried to get into the Capitol. Basically what we did is we, we first got to Lansing uh, with the 16 electors and realized right away that not only had they shut down the Capitol, which we had heard about, but they shut down the House office buildings, the Senate office buildings, they even shut down the parking structures of all of the elected officials. And they did this 
they said under the guise of a threat, a security threat. No. But it ended up being that there were about 10 people with a few signs outside. Um, they were really just trying to stop us. They were trying to stop the Republican electors for con from convening because according to our state statute, we are supposed to be in the Senate chamber at 2 p.m. Now, that's not uh, the federal constitution, and we followed the federal constitutional laws. We ended up convening a couple blocks away at our Michigan Republican Party yes. headquarters. We held our caucus. We certified our ballots for President Trump. And then as a little battalion in 29 degrees, we marched over to the Capitol. And what you can see is uh, this is a state representative. We were uh, escorted by five of our state representatives who support this. And we tried to gain access to the Capitol, and we were denied. We were holding our certified ballots in our hands. We also even just tried to say, will you take these in? Or will you have somebody from the Senate chambers come down and take them in? We did everything we could to try to deliver our ballots to the Senate floor, and they denied us that. But um, yes. it doesn't matter. We, yes. we know what we did. Statue. Yes, we tried, to, we tried to follow our state statute, and we were basically denied by the governor of Michigan. So, uh, you know, I, I give credit to all these people, these 16 people that met. We met uh, and held our own meeting uh, according to everything that needed to be done. We certified it. The copies were all sent off to the proper locations and the proper people. Uh, so we're excited to have that. We don't want to say that this is, this is not a replacement, but this is a lifeboat. This is a backup. Uh, should uh, we had the announcement from Atrium County uh, on the forensic report that came out on uh, from the uh, Dominion tabulators, and it's shocking what was in that report. This was held by IT specialists conducted this, and the results were just Hor horrifying. horrifying. And just like Alex said, if the if the fake news and the leftist Democrats and even the deep state never Trumper Republicans and the media and big tech, if they think that voters who have been disenfranchised and who do not trust our election system right now are going to just go away, if they think that we're going to just roll over after what we've witnessed has happened and that we're ever going to trust our elections again, they're wrong because no matter what happens in January, we're going to continue to fight for fair elections. So this backup slate allows our legislators time. They need time. They need to look at what happened in Atrium County and also look at Wayne County, Macomb County, Kent County, Oakland County. They need to look to see because this was the same software program that was used in over half of our, co our counties in Michigan. And we're not going to believe there's nothing to see here. We're going to keep fighting. So thanks to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for your courage and um, citizen patriots stepping up uh, to do their uh, duty. And we're so proud and grateful. Our, our next speaker is uh, came in on a red eye. I, I don't know what time your flight left this morning, but I, he texted me at midnight. Left midnight in Arizona, flew and texted me at five or five thirty. He's here, and I said, "Well, I'm you know I'm here too, but I'm not there." But anyway, so here he was. Uh, Anthony Kern is a state representative in Arizona, elected official. He's a former cop somebody who knows what the law is and has made the law and has been a part of the process 
and uh, he's an elector from Arizona, and his perspective, he's going right back on a plane in an hour and a half, two hours from now, came just for these five hours to be with you to tell the American people uh, what he saw and why it matters, and to warn that the people that have the power under the Constitution, our Congress and others, need to act and do their part because the American people are. So, uh, Representative Anthony Kern, sir. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you for having me today. Thank you, Ed. So, Arizona yesterday, 11 Republican Trump electors voted. I was one of them. And I voted honorably for President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence. And those 11 Republican electors are now in Washington, D.C. At the same time, we had 11 Biden electors vote, and those are also here. You have right now in Arizona a lot of concern about this, this election. And as, is, as has been mentioned, the Constitution is really at stake. This election has, a, has awakened the sleeping giant. There are concerned people that really have never gotten involved in politics before asking what can I do and what can I do to ensure there's integrity in our elections. And I want to say to the GOP, I want to say to Leader McConnell, I want to say to, to Mr. Thune that Donald Trump did win this election. He did win this election, but it was stolen from the electorate. It was stolen from the American people. And I want to say to the Democrats out there, what would they do if they, if they were in our shoes? Republicans don't burn down cities. But I'll tell you, on both sides of the aisle, it is imperative we get this right. Because if we don't, we are, America is nothing more than a banana republic. And I will, I will pledge my life and my fortune and my sacred honor to ensure, and I will put politics aside, if I never win an election again, America is important. I do not want to see Venezuela coming in. I do not want to see China having their tentacles in this nation anymore. And Trump, every time I heard him on TV, it was like he was my friend. Be why? Because here's the president of the United States sticking up for me, little old me in Arizona. And there are millions, 70 plus million people out there that feel the same way. And if the GOP thinks that this is just another political mountain that, that will go away in the next couple months, they are sadly mistaken because I will do everything I can to turn the Republican establishment to remove them, let them start their third party if they want to, or reform them into some conservative think mindset. So I'm, I'm here today to say it is imperative that the, the proper electors are counted by Congress. I am asking the U.S. Congress to step up and to look at the fraudulent results of this 2020 presidential election and to ensure that the proper electors are given and voted upon on January 6th. And if they do their job, President Donald Trump will serve another four years. Data does not lie. I sat in an election integrity hearing two weeks ago for 10 hours in Arizona, and I heard testimony after testimony, expert after expert, that proved to me that this election was stolen. And that was two weeks ago. How much more evidence has come forth since then? So America, it's time to fight for our nation. Republicans and Democrats, let's rise up and do this right. U.S. Congress, do your job. 
and put the right slate of electors up. Thank you. I'd like to applaud these people. And just a reminder, the Constitution reserves this right to state legislators. Here we have a state legislator who's also an elector. The GOP must respond. They must stand with Donald Trump. They must stand with Congressman Mo Brooks. With that, we will take questions for as long as we can. Uh, we're here to be entirely transparent. As you can tell, we're a little bit tired and disheveled. You all got the, uh, the media advisory at 8 p.m. and look at all these outlets. The world is watching. So if you'll say your name and the outlet you're with, we'll just uh, take the questions and I'll try to direct them to the person who is most capable of answering it. Who wants to break the ice? Right. AJ Cook with National File. Um, it sounds like you you alluded to a kind of multi-phase plan with Stop the Steal, and uh, you also alluded that coming up is it sounds like you know plans to primary everybody who didn't stand for election security and transparency. Uh, do you anticipate Stop the Steal being a permanent institution? Uh, standing up for election integrity in general, or, yeah, what have you got for us? Yeah, uh, thanks for the question. Uh, Stop the Steal uh, was not intended to be permanent. In fact, uh, the first Stop the Steal funds weren't out of Stop the Steal. It was out of my company's account and Alex's company account. We paid for flights and hotels for activists to fly into Michigan, Wisconsin, North Carolina, Nevada, Arizona, Georgia. We were in seven states within 24 hours. And uh, you know, the media tried to rake me over the coals. Oh, he's spinning it out of his company account. Was I s supposed to create some AstroTurf group like Carl Rove or Frank Luntz or the rest of these GOP grifters? No. So we're catching our legs, we're building the plane as we're flying, but we intend to be a permanent institution. In 2022, we are going to primary everyone who has said anything awful about exercising our constitutional options. It is abhorrent. There are people who look like me, there are people in my family who could not vote, who were beat. And to think that the GOP would drudge up some of those old wounds and deny voters of knowing whether or not their votes were voted, uh, counted transparently, I stand against that. That's un-American. That turns back all the advancement we've made inside of this country. So uh, we do have a multifaceted approach, and I'll let Ed and, and Alex also um, buoy on this answer. But one, we have activists all across Georgia right now fighting inside of that runoff. Alex is down there. He came up here for this. Scott Pressler is a great activist. He is down there. Brandon Straka and his whole walkaway team, which is a part of the Stop the Steal Coalition, they are down there fighting for those two Senate seats to save America from uh, what we're told will be socialism. I actually think it's a lot worse. And we, uh, we, we also are planning this primary challenge, but we're also going to take on the RNC. State conventions are coming up. And the RNC chairs and the RNC committee women and the RNC committee women who did not stand with this president or stop the steal will take their seats too. Ed? Well, thank you, Ali. And you know, uh, those of you that uh, know me, I, I worked for the great Phyllis Schlafly, who's one of the most extraordinary. Uh, conservative leaders in our nation, but also political organizers. And uh, uh, she started the only pro-life
that's within the Republican Party, within a major party, uh, to hold the pro-life plank of the platform. Uh, we're Republicans. Uh, we're not leaving the party. We're not going for a third party. We're not going anywhere. We're, what we're saying is this president has done more for this country on the rule of law, on the Constitution, on what we need, on things like holding the line on immigration, on standing up to China. We're not going to say this is the most important issue in our lifetimes and then say on January 21st we're moving on to have a, a, a tea party. People are having Christmas parties. The consultant class of the GOP are having Christmas parties now, paid for by the funds raised to help support Kavanaugh and Barrett and others. Where's the funds raised to support this president in this fight? And what Phyllis Schlafly taught us is you have to know politics and campaigns and understand the buttons that matter to people, and we want to see progress. And, and frankly, I, I'm, I'm of this mind that um, if the men and women in the GOP uh, establishment come with us now, I'm not asking where they were for the last five weeks. I'm saying thank you for being here, and I won't hold it against them. But I am saying, and, and I'm, I'm warning, this is a warning, if you're in Georgia, you should vote. I'm not one of these people who says don't vote. But my warning to the Republican Party is that when Donald Trump is not on the ballot, it is very difficult to motivate people to vote anyway. But when they see the only people fighting for him are a ragtag band of brothers and sisters, and they say to themselves, now you tell me, trust me, I will be a great Senate majority, we will do things that you really love. They're looking up and they're saying, I've got to, I, I don't believe you, I've been here before. And that's a warning to the Republicans. I, I, hope, they, I hope they take the warning. I hope that, uh, that, that the senators in Georgia, the current senators, do like Senator Loeffler did and say, hey, I'm with this president. But we also need the others to step up. And there's lots of great ones. As we said, in the House, there's great leadership members that are saying, hey, we want to be on this side. But but this is a reality, and it's not going away. Here's my last warning on this. I hope it's a, a takeaway. This, I was a Tea Party founder. The establishment beat the Tea Party by outweighing us, by co-opting or corrupting some of our people, leaders. But they didn't have a visionary leader, and they didn't have the vision of America first. And we are not going, you cannot wait out the American people on this and think it will all turn out fine. That's what President Trump knows. That's what these patriots know. And I hear people say behind me, that's what the grassroots knows. So uh, you, you, you abandon the grassroots at your own peril, and we're warning on that. So come and join us. We'll forget when you got here. There's no date of expiration or uh, entrance, but but uh, come join us because there's a lot more at stake. It, it'll happen in Georgia. It'll happen in 2020. It'll happen in every election between. You know, Virginia is supposed to be a good year if you don't win the presidency. No one will vote in Virginia after they saw what happened. Uh, Republicans, they won't vote. They they don't feel like we were fought for by the party or by others. So uh, it's a big moment. Alex, you probably have a perspective. Sure. Thank you. Well, uh Primary 22 is going to be very expensive for the establishment, and that's just the bottom line. I've talked to billionaires from Texas, from California, to Florida, where these people are only Republicans basically because they support our president. They love our president, and they understand that he brought tens of millions of new voters to our party. These voters, he's got 74, 75 million votes. It's 12 million more than he got in, in, in 2016. And they didn't come because of the work of the conservative judges being appointed by Mitch McConnell, okay? They came because he was American first, he put workers first, and he, he felt like, these people felt like he was the only politician that ever cared about them, because maybe it's true. But I tweeted out shortly after the election, because I know how this great city works, and I've gotten to know a lot of these, these consultants over the years. But I tweeted out on, on, on probably the 5th of November, I said that there's already political consultants 
sitting with their politicians and their clients and their offices on, on the Hill saying, hey, this is how you can capitalize if President Trump doesn't win. And so these people are already thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I can be the next leader, I can do this, I can do that. And they gave up early on. And you saw that with Langford, you saw that with Cornyn, you saw that with a lot of folks. And, you know, Mick, Mitch McConnell, he's not on the ballot next year, but he is a leader of the party. And all the senators that are being soft on him right now that are up for re-election, they're going to turn to Mitch and his war chest for money. And we're going to make that guy spend some serious cash if he does not start fighting. And so I urge them, please, please fight, because you're going to be pretty poor if you don't. So uh, we're looking forward to the next question. So uh, Joshua Phillip with Epoch Times. There's a lot of Americans right now, I think conservatives even, who are concerned about the institutions of this country. They no longer believe the electoral process works. They no longer believe the systems of justice work. When they see people getting denied access to cast their votes, they think the system is broken and they're losing hope. They're not even going to cast their votes sometimes, maybe in the Senate races. Uh, to people who are losing hope, what would you tell them? I would say to stop the steal is here. As Ed said, we are Republicans. It's our party. We're not creating a third party. We'll shove the bad ones out. We're not accelerationists. You know, that's a term that's being used online for identitarians and people who have given up hope. There is always hope. That's why Stop the Steal is a spiritual movement. We teamed up with the Jericho March to bring hundreds of thousands of, uh, of people here. General Flynn gave a fiery speech. The president flew Marine One over three times, looping around. To acknowledge that our hope is in Christ, our hope is in God, and our hope is in the founding documents, the Constitution that we must continue to exhaust. So I would say, stop the steal is here to fill the gap until the Republicans are ready to take it back from us. Because I've got a business to get back to. And, and, and other people got a business to go back to. And so I would say, keep hope. If you believe that the president won, all he needs is for you to act. That's it. We don't have to worry about the politics. We don't have to actually worry about the Republican Party. All we need to do is act, which is why we put bodies in the streets. And so keep that hope. Keep that faith. Uh, uh, State Representative yeah. Kern. Thank you. Just a couple comments. I was involved in the Jericho March in uh, Arizona. It was a fantastic event, and just on a whim, uh, over two, three, four thousand people showed up, and they marched around the Capitol and they prayed for our state and our nation. And I want to tell you that uh, what uh, what Eli just said uh, is that yeah, uh, it, it, there is a there is a people rising up in this nation. Did I say your name wrong? Ali. Uh, sorry. <laughs> There is a, it's three letters. Sorry. There is a people rising up. And they are not your average voter that we've been so accustomed to in this nation. And they will fight. And they're asking me, Anthony, how do I get involved? What do I do? I'm very concerned. And I'll tell you who's really going to win this, this next election, going to win this fight is the grandmothers out there. Why? Because they, they care about their little, their little grandkids. And when I hear a grandmother out there, and when I talk to them, when I'm knocking on their door or talk to them at a meeting, there is a passion there. Because they, we do not want socialist garbage taught to our children. We do not want America turning into Venezuela. So I say to every patriot out there, every American out there, whatever side of the aisle you're on, get involved. We've got to keep this country because where will we go? And I do want to say that two weeks ago I mentioned it about the election integrity hearing, and I want to give a shout-out to Representative Mark Fincham in Arizona. He did a fantastic job. He's pushing the envelope, and there's a lot of great 
There's, yeah, thank you. There's a lot of great legislators in Arizona. Yesterday they had a Senate hearing. We're going to start, uh, there, there was an affidavit that went out uh, to subpoena some, uh, some of these Dominion voting systems. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, you know, I hope it's not too late, but let's keep pushing. You know, the, I'm looking at the Electoral College and, and what's going to happen on January 6th and, and calling on the U.S. Congress to do their job again. But, uh, but there's a lot of good fighters, and thank you. Thank Anthony. you. Yeah. Liz Willis with Right Side Broadcasting Network. As you just mentioned yesterday, subpoenas were issued for Maricopa County for a full uh, forensic analysis on the Dominion software systems. Do you think that 33 days is too late if they possibly had time to mess with the machines? And I know you're not an IT um, expert, expert no. as some of those were in the hearing two weeks ago. <clears throat> but can a forensic audit uh, recover the data on these computers that have been wiped clean or tampered with after the election? And what do you think this, uh, these subpoenas could mean if the evidence is found as far as moving forward with the lawsuits? And, and that's a great question. Uh, I'll just kind of uh, answer it this way. It, 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 to me, it's a little too late for the forensic audit. What we're going to find is whatever which way this goes, my fear is that evidence, because we're not going to stop whoever is whoever is sworn in on January 20th. They're going to still dig in these Dominion voting systems. And, and so my fear is that we're going, just like the Hunter Biden story, it's not really reported on right now or prior to the election, but now the media seems to be all over on it. Uh, so the same thing with the, with the voting fraud that has went on. It's going to be proven that, yeah, there was a, a lot of fraud. It already is proven. And nobody's doing anything about it. So there's an agenda here, and uh, and we need to we need to continue to push the envelope and do everything we can constitutionally, and uh, and get involved with Stop the Steal. Uh, I I hope. I don't think 33 days is long enough, but we'll we'll see where that goes. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. I know there's a couple lawsuits at the Supreme Court yet by Sidney Powell that one uh, you know I've got my name on. So. We'll just keep fighting and see whatever, whichever way we can uh, can win this. But uh, my heart of hearts says Donald Trump is going to still be our next president, and uh, uh, and I believe there's a lot of people out there that believe that. And so we'll keep pushing till uh, till till he becomes our next president. Thank you. Next question, Sean Lin. Yeah. Hey, Ali. Uh, Sean Lin from NTD. So this morning, the CEO from Dominion is testifying in Michigan. Uh, so he denied basically everything, say the system basically followed the Michigan state regulation, certification, all this process. So if he did it again tomorrow on the uh, U.S. Senate hearing, same strategy, deny everything. So what would be the response from Michigan and also what kind of approach you think that the Department of Justice may need to take? Well, I think that you're going to, you know, the rumblings I'm hearing uh, here in town is that you're, you're going to see uh, a pivot with the Department of Justice uh, here soon, and uh, I think it's going to be a good pivot. And secondly, I would say you can run and hide from our bureaucrats and our stupid politicians, but not we the people. We are, as, as the state representative Kern said, we're not going to let this go. And what people need to understand is that that's what they wanted to do with Stop the Steal. They wanted to kill the baby in the bathwater so Trump would concede and we would never know what happened. The purpose of Stop the Steal is to keep our republic alive by letting our bureaucrats know that we demand oversight, by letting our politicians know that we demand action, by letting our Republican Party know that you must fight or cease to exist. And so, um, you know, to these profiteers, you know, run, but you can't hide. Nowhere in the world will you be able to hide from patriots. You know, we saw this playbook, uh, Ali just said it, 
when they tried to destroy General Flynn to shut down Russia, when they, you know, try what they did. Susan Rice was unmasking Americans. They had a strategy to take down General Flynn to try to cover the tracks for what they were doing. That's what they're doing right now. And they wanted uh, the people to get, you know, just be told, we the people just go away, little people, and, and let us go. And they didn't think we'd get to the bottom of it. And, here, and again, if you don't, if you're, if you're one of the people that thinks this election was done perfectly, I'm, I'm sorry because the evidence isn't getting to you through CNN, your CNN or others. But here's a fact. If this is allowed to stand now that we know, we'll never have an election that's free and fair. Maybe we never did for the last two decades. Maybe the reason Hillary Clinton was so angry on election night was she had expected that the cheating would have swept her in and that only the grassroots had won. I have a feeling that's right. Yeah. She was angry in a way that wasn't just anybody who's a candidate knows. But, but, so, but the, fact, the fact is we now know unrefuted evidence of deep systemic problems in the election whatever i ran an election board i ran the election board in the city of st louis 05 and 06 you have two things to do every election is run the system well with integrity and make sure that people believe it was done with integrity because they won't come out and vote and so now we know today if we don't get to the bottom of it we will not have another election that anyone believes is free and fair because the next time it happens if a republican wins the democrats will say see they cheated and we'll say they cheated and the system is broken so the people in charge of this town both parties ought to want to get to the bottom of it and why they don't says something about the corruption of the system that we're in as was alluded to by josh yeah go ahead so, oh, wait I'll one quick comment, comment on his question about the uh you know quite frankly i don't take anything that Dominion says very seriously. I mean, they, their spokesperson is John Boehner's spokesperson, and he's no fan of our president. I remember when they trotted him out just a couple weeks ago to go on Fox News and be like, oh my gosh, we have a Republican spokesperson. It's John Boehner's spokesperson, okay? He's a, you know, John Boehner is an idiot. Uh, and, and two, with Michigan, who's conducting these hearings? People who didn't step up and fight for the electors who were getting kicked out and threatened to be arrested. Where the heck were they to fight for them? And they're the ones that were supposed to trust conducting these hearings with Dominion. And you know, I also want to talk about Chris Krebs, the guy who was in charge of election security. You know, nobody in, in his, I don't even think his own wife knew who the hell he was, but now he's got hundreds of thousands of followers. And was he incentivized to come out and blatantly lie, saying this was the most secure election in history? He didn't just say it was secure. He said the most secure in history. And now he's got hundreds of thousands of followers. His ugly mug was on 60 Minutes. And he's going to come out with a book. Who talked to him? Who offered him what to say those things? I've, I'm asking that question. I'm basically baiting him to sue me. I'd love for him to sue me. <laughs> But he's a horrible person. He lied. It's a blatant lie. He should be subpoenaed. Dominion's going to have to answer a lot of questions because the machines show that 60%, if not more, were corrupted. The votes were corrupted. And was it Anne Arum County? Yes. Is that how you pronounce it? And so I don't really care what Dominion has to say right now. I'd love to see maybe a special counsel appointed by our president because the Department of Justice, who knows what they're doing? But I'd love to see the Department of Justice or the special counsel take action and then have them ask Dominion some questions. So uh, it's just a dog and pony show at this point. I have no faith in, in these hearings in Michigan. So, you know, we'll see what happens. AJ Cook with National File again. So one of the, uh, one of the frustrations conservatives have right now is this idea 
that President's, uh, President Trump's own team has been undermining him and has not been fully in the fight and hasn't really been in the fight for the last year uh, as these election problems have been coming down the pike. Uh, in fact, it's been reported that uh, members of President Trump's legal team have been simultaneously representing the secretaries of states in these um, you know, places like Georgia, so Raffensburg or whatnot. Uh, what do you, what, what is y'all's reaction to this idea that the call is coming from inside the house, so to speak? That Mr. President, the Calvary is here. We will fill in the gaps where the team is weak. Um, you know, one day a book will be written about what happened and the betrayal of this president uh, in the halls of the White House, in his campaign, and at the RNC. But right now we're just fighting. And what I want to say is that, again, if patriots had not taken to the streets, we wouldn't have had the time for Trump to replace his legal team. We wouldn't have had the time for him to come up with a new agreement with the RNC, which, by the way, they're taking most of the money when you're donating, okay? And uh, I'm not supposed to say that, I guess. And uh, so what people need to know is it stop the gap, or stop the, stop the steal was standing in the breach. And, you know, I'm forever bonded uh, to Ed and to Alex and have new friendships with, with, um, with our friends here from Arizona and Michigan because they stood in the breach when consultants, people who do what I do, people who does what Alex does, made a lot of money running. The Trump campaign staffers are still getting paid through this year. And many of them are lying about having COVID or not going into the office. When I was told that 300 people would be in the Philly office, there were 10. And so why do we need Lynn Wood? Because where's everybody else? Why do we need Sidney Powell? Because where's everyone else? Why do we need General Flynn? Because where's everyone else? Why do we need Patrick Byrne? Because where's everyone else? Why do we need StopTheSteal.us? Because where was Team Trump? And uh, there's some good people fighting hard. But they, their ranks are few. This president is not supported by his government. He's not supported by his political appointees. He is not supported by his campaign. But there are enough patriots taking the streets doing the best thing they know how to do, and that's to threaten a primary. And that scares the hell out of politicians. Nick Brown from the Washington Examiner. You, um, you mentioned earlier that you had seven congressmen aside from Mo Brooks uh, signed up? Seven total. Se seven total, okay. Um, are you at liberty to share? Is there a timeline for when they're going to come out? And I think you'll hear names um, early next week. Okay. They are circulating a letter. Um, I think that we'll have more than seven. You know, as Alex said, you know, there were 126 that signed on to that amicus brief. Right. And that's why there's nothing for not. Losing is winning in this because we're creating movement. Right. And so now we have a list. We have a whip list, and we have a list to uh, weigh people against. And so even when these politicians are acting like little critters and just putting out public statements after everything's already been done, well, now we have an accountability mechanism to decide who's honest with their constituents and who's not. Because, again, this is not just about Trump. This is about our voting rights, right. you know? Thanks. Thank you. This is Julie Wei with Sound of Hope. Hi. Uh, Clyde, could you elaborate more? Why the Chinese Communist regime plays a big role in this election? Yeah, Ed? Um, <clears throat> well, uh, first of all, the, the, for about 30 years, Republicans and Democrats have run for high office and said they would stand up to China, and none did. Uh, for about 25 years, 
the uh, think tank, uh, you know, kind of swamp said, if you have tariffs, uh, it'll destroy the economy. And Donald Trump said, I'm not going to let uh, the communist regime cheat us, and I'm going to stand up to him. And of course, it's been a, it's been a boon for our our people and our workers. So we have the first president in uh, in really probably 50 years who stood up to the communist regime. Uh, he's identified the the slaughter of the Uyghurs. He's uh, we've talked and seen the persecution of the of the religious people, including the Fulan Gong, as well as uh, uh, Christians, uh, Protestants, Evangelicals, and, and Catholics uh, uh, broadly. It's an extraordinary uh, ex expo exposure of, of the communist regime. And Donald Trump took the polling. American people, two years, two and a half years ago, American people thought that China was uh, our enemy or our rival, about 25% or so, and it's up to something like 40%. I think it's even less. It was 18. It's up to 35 or 40. American people, because of President Trump, now recognize the communist regime in a way that we never did. And the communist regime kills our kids every single day. 70,000 Americans killed by fentanyl and the communist regime, I'm looking at the camera, you know where those drug dealers are producing fentanyl in China, you know their names, the CEO's names, and you can you refuse to do it. You work with the cartels, you kill our kids. If, if any other enemy of ours sent something to our country that killed 50,000 to 75,000 Americans a year, we would have a hot war. And they steal our intellectual property. They went in 30 years what took Americans 200 years to do in terms of intellectual property. And you can make a list that goes on and on and on. And, they, and now we know they've hacked our country. The, the CCP list of millions of people, agents placed around the world who are working against the America's interest. Ronald Reagan said it very clearly to the Soviets. We say it to the communist regime because this president has shown us there's only one way this turns out. We win and you lose. That's what's going to happen because President Trump taught us. And when the New York Times runs a pay, uh, on, uh, an article and says the people in the rest of the world are nervous about the change in America, if there was a change, because they know Joe Biden will be weak on China. They know, not us. I believe it, too. And now we have Hunter Biden who's in trouble for dealing with the Chinese. And the fact is this. The facts are these, unrefuted. So it's now proof that the Chinese regime hacked America... We haven't seen that. No one's refuted it. If, if Joe Biden could refute it, he would. They hacked solar winds, got access to our government, and somehow we're supposed to believe that they stopped short of the election. They didn't mess with the election. It's just not, it's not, it's preposterous. It's not realistic. It's not serious. And so, again, for the rest of the world, there's, there's, the rest of the world knows this. Uh, the, 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 the Chinese regime's influence in South America, in Africa, exploiting people is clear now to all of us. And so what we know on Stop the Steal and our efforts is why isn't, why aren't all of the leaders of both parties saying, wait a second, if the Chinese regime was trying to influence our election, let's get to the bottom of it. That's not a Russia hoax. That was a hoax. This is a question of, of the Chinese regime trying to destroy our country. They do it every single day. They wake up and do it, and we have to wake up and understand what's at stake. And again, this president showed that. If there was ever a presidency, now we know where the Chinese regime would want to get rid of one president and get another one in. It's Donald Trump standing up to them and Joe Biden compromised by the Chinese regime. That's the facts. Unrefuted. Unrefuted. Not Ed Martin's evidence. Unrefuted facts is called what we call proof 
and we haven't seen any response. We don't know. And now we're going to supposed to just look the other way. Don't worry. It'll all work out. We'll have ways to, to check on it. No, we can't. We can't do that. So the communist regime, they know this. Uh, and, uh, and we won't stop because we win. Uh, they lose. That's what we know. I want to say one thing that the Chinese thing is, is uh, there were some Republicans that did step up before the election and say, hey, we're concerned about Chinese interference in our elections. There was a letter from Congress and also a letter from EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler, who sent a letter to the Department of Justice asking for an investigation into Chinese funded green groups. He said that the Chinese government was funding environmentalist groups who he believed were helping Dem you know, Democrat candidates and Joe Biden uh, through you know, these dark money organizations. Uh, I believe the Sierra Club was one of the groups that was listed. But that was something that apparently just died in the water in the halls of the Department of Justice. This is, I believe the letter was sent in early October. Uh, and the Department of Justice did not act on it. This is an EPA administrator saying, hey, guys, I think there's something there. Our investigatory tools at the EPA aren't enough. DOJ needs to take action, please. It's there. And then after the election, we find out that Eric Swalwell, who is ringing endorsements by all of these Chinese possibly funded green groups, is compromised by Feng Fang, right? Yeah. And so. Uh, people did call for it. The Department of Justice just refused to act on that uh, while they were covering up the Hunter Biden allegations as well. So uh, a lot of things here. Yeah, so in terms of what the course of action is going forward, what's the next step? A lot of people think Electoral College already done with, Texas case got thrown out. What's the next step? <laughs> uh, I'll speak for a second and then I'll uh, let our Michiganders come back up. Uh, one, we have a plan to save the two Georgia Senate seats. Two, we have a plan to challenge the bad elements in the Republican Party and raise up grassroots activists, train them. We're hiring a full-time parliamentarian to empower activists to take over their county parties, their district parties, and then the state parties. And then, and then lastly, we have a plan that ends with Donald Trump having four more years. So people will go to stopthesteal.us about midnight or in the morning tomorrow, my team will have that plan up, but we do not need to cede ground. We own the court, we own the White House, we're supposed to own the Department of Justice, we own the state legislative bodies. We Republicans do not have to give up power. They're gonna come after us with the viciousness. We should not tolerate it. They colluded with foreign and domestic enemies. We should not tolerate it. This is the minimum bar for anyone who wants to stay in our party. I just wanted to repeat a sentence that was so powerful to me, and, and I think people need to remember it. Ed Martin said it, and it's stuck in my head now, but for all of the deep state Republicans, all of the Republicans right now who are not, um, who are not helping to investigate what the rest of us know is fraud in this election, um, if you abandon this grassroots, you're going to do it at your own peril. And we used to use the word grassroots, it's still a great word, and I was a Tea Party person too. But the truth is, the grassroots, these are now Trump's people. Mm -hmm. This is Trump's party. And we are paying attention, and Alex, you inspired me too, because uh, these people are not going to go away. So uh, abandon the grassroots at your own peril. Can I get one thing? Uh, 
what I want to do. I want, I want to say uh, one thing about this. <clears throat> I often describe that this, what we're ha what's happening in this moment as a battle for the republic on three fronts. And this is ongoing. So people that are listening and streaming, thank you to Right Side for all they do for us. A phenomenal and, uh, and epic times, uh, Josh, for being here. But... The first front is the legal front. There's lots of fraud. There's fraud in places. There's illegals voted in, in Arizona. Why is that being allowed to stand, right? I mean, there's people that don't live in Nevada that voted. Why is that allowed to stand? That's a state fight. There's lots of legal cases. There's plenty of them. They're ongoing. They should be adjudicated, and they should, they, they should make a difference. The second front over here is the Constitution. And we are working to make sure that the electors who said, hey, wait a second, you can't see in Michigan Biden electors, they didn't win. We know the fraud. Now we have a dispute. The Constitution says, and the law the state and the federal law goes right to the Congress. It lands on January 6th. We're asking the Congress to do your job. Thank you, uh, Representative Kearns. Do your job. Do your job. Do your job. And there will be, along the way, the Constitution will be challenged, I suspect, in the courts, in the Supreme Court. Uh, Sidney Powell has cases. Others have cases that will keep coming. And the third front, which is why I wanted to jump in, is the front of uh, the propaganda war that's been waged on the American people. And the American people aren't going to tolerate it anymore. They're leaving uh, Fox News in droves. They're going to other outlets. And, and the reason why is we have to talk to each other and communicate. And thank goodness we're getting the outlets we need to. Epic Times is one, NTD is here, others that are spreading the word. But we're going to keep building that. And what you're seeing is coalitions building to communicate with each other because we will not allow the fake news to define our nation anymore. They stole, they were part of, uh, Breitbart.com is good too, by the way, Breitbart. Joel Pollack's book, uh, Neither neither Safe Nor, uh, neither, uh, it's a bad title, about the elections, and uh, Neither Free Nor Fair. It, it talks about how the fake news was a part of the election cycle. That's what they were doing. And so there's all these outlets that are coming uh, that are going to change. Uh, we're going to work together to fight back on the propaganda that's been shoved onto we the people. So you want me to do that? Uh, we're going to finish with a prayer. I don't if you don't mind, if you don't want to pray, you don't have to. But we'll finish with a prayer like we did at all of our Stop the Steal events and our JerichoMarch.org folks. Just <laughs> phenomenal. So if you will um, join me, I'll bow your head. Father, we ask you to bless this gathering, bless all these people who have come before us uh, to be together, and we ask you to bless all their families, uh, bless all their friends, uh, bless the people that they love in a special way. We ask you to bless those electors in the states, all the electors, Father, all those Biden electors, Trump electors, all the people that stepped up to participate. They're citizens. Our founders knew not to put the electors, the Electoral College, in the hands of the swamp or the bureaucrats. These are the people. They are, they are we the people, Father. We ask you to bless them. We ask you to bless all those men and women in power to do what's right under our rules and our laws in America. Father, we thank you for our founding, which came forth because we believed in the Judeo-Christian values that formed a people who would put in writing and put in a rule of law something that would honor each other, not based on whether the king said you were worthy or whether you said you were valuable, but because God gave us each in our own heart and soul the dignity that we know from your word. And so, Father, we ask you to bless this nation, bless the people of this nation, Father. We turn to you. We repent our sins. We repent our failures. But we know that when we trust in you, we have done so much for the world and, more importantly, so much for each other. We ask you, Father, to bless our president and bless all those men and women in power as we ask them. We, as you said, Lord, ask us what you want and you'll deliver. Lord, we ask you to inspire the leaders to stand up to stop this threat to our nation and to restore the faith of we the people, that we the people triumph, 
and not those in power who manipulate us. No, Lord, we know we triumph because we are in your image and likeness, and we thank you for all that you've done, and I ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you all.